I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Join us for a journey. As we go back to the great civilizations of the past, who were the people? What were they like? How did they begin and how did they end? Let's find out on episode 28, The Legal Codes of 1000 BC. Last time on The Fan of History, we talked about the 830s BC, but now we're going to leave the narrative for a little while and talk about the legal codes of 1000 BC. They are generally valid for 830 BC as well. Laws do not change quickly at this time. Dan, so how are we going to handle all this law talk? Well, we're going to look at four legal systems. We're going to look at the laws of Hammurabi, okay. the Koda Asura, which is the law for the Assyrian Empire. We're going to look at uh, what we know about Chinese law of this time. And we're going to take a look at Egyptian law, which will turn out to be the nicest legal system <laughs> of this, uh, this time. So let's start with uh, maybe the most famous quote from this, uh, from the legal systems of the ancient world. An eye for an eye. All right. I'll read, I'll read these laws in the manner in which I am accustomed. <laughs> Very good. All right. So here we go. If a man has destroyed the eye of a man of the gentleman class, they shall destroy his eye. If he has destroyed the eye of a commoner, he shall pay one mina of silver. If he has destroyed the eye of a gentleman's slave, he shall pay half the slave's price. The... Yeah. <laughs> that's, pretty, a, that's, 
But yeah, that's that's clear. <laughs> it's good to be a gentleman. No kidding. Because then you get to destroy the other guy's eye. <laughs> uh, one mino silver is quite a lot, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty unequal. Uh, an eye for an eye is a paraphrase of Hammurabi's code. This is a collection of 282 laws inscribed on an upright stone pillar. It was found by French archaeologists in 1901 while excavating the ancient city of Susa in Elam. So the Elamites, in an event that happened before we started our show in 1000 BC, mm -hmm. they actually sacked Babylon and took the laws of Hammurabi <laughs> to Elam. And we will perhaps cover the recovery of this uh, tablet from, um, from Elam when Elam gets its payback in the 7th century BC. But Hammurabi is probably the best known and the most celebrated of all the Mesopotamian kings. He ruled the Babylonian Empire from 792 to 50, uh, 750 BC. You couldn't talk about the Babylonian Empire at that point, of course, because it was very small, but it was a lot larger when Hammurabi left the scene. He is pretty much the founder of the state of Babylon, and uh, he controlled 50 square miles of territory when he started out. This is a superhero. It's a, like the Captain Babylonia <laughs> okay. of ancient times, and I, I hope that we can cover him. It will take several episodes to talk about all his great stuff he did. So it's just not these laws, but it, it, he's definitely most famous for these laws. And it's hard to imagine when somebody writes down a system of law, it's still in effect a thousand years later. So this inspires all Middle Eastern lawgivers uh, for a very, very, very long time. And it's only replaced uh, totally by the laws of Justinian in the 6th century AD. So that's over 2,000 years later. <laughs> that's incredible. So from, so he ruled from seven, you said 1792. Yep. And then makes these laws and yes. it still influences for almost 2,000 years. That's crazy. It still influences the laws of the Roman Empire, for example. Wow. And uh, one great law he influenced then was the Koda Asura, which is the Assyrian law that we'll talk about a little bit later compiled under Tiglath-Pileser I in the Middle Assyrian Empire. So let's get into the laws of Hammurabi then. It's hard to keep people in prison. That's not really a thing, because prisons are expensive and uh, hard to build. So you, you make sure that the punishment happens as soon as the trial is over. So you cut something off, you kill somebody, you pay a fine, and then, okay, we're done. Let's move on to the next thing. All right. So here are some laws of from the uh, 282 laws of Hammurabi. If anyone is caught committing a robbery and if anyone is committing a robbery and is caught, death. If anyone <laughs> What's that? Don't get caught. <laughs> yeah, don't get caught. That's that's the trick. You can rob, but just don't get caught. Here's an, here's another one. If anyone takes a male or female slave of the court or a male or female slave of a freedman outside the city gates, death. If anyone breaks a hole into a house, death. <laughs> Damn. What? 
Is that a burglar attempt or what? <laughs> I guess. Fred Flintstone style. Yeah. Fred Flintstone would be so dead. He would. <laughs> yeah, you take a slave outside the city, you die. Yeah, keep the slave inside the city. It's like, holy crap. Oh, one more. Oh. Oh, here we go. Yeah. If a man's wife be surprised with another man, both shall be tied and thrown into water. Death! But the husband may pardon his wife, and the king his slaves. That looks like a good option if you want to keep the wife, you can just take the dude and throw him into the water. <laughs> yeah. So, huh. At least we have some options. Oh, and then, oh, wait, here's another one. Wow, this one's complicated. Okay. Yeah, now we're getting into the, the legal details. Yeah, this one's a little more detailed. If a man takes a wife, and this woman give her husband a maidservant, and she bear him children, but this man wishes to take another wife, then this shall not be permitted to him. He shall not take a second wife. It's hard to tell what she and him are in this, or at least she is in this sentence. But the rule is then, if you, you can divorce your wife if she, if she can't bear children. But she has this out then, so she can just get the maidservant who can get pregnant. And then, okay, impregnate this girl instead. <laughs> and then you can't get a divorce because you can still have children. Because, yeah, she's basically giving you an, an out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, that's uh, w women's rights in uh, 1700 BC. <laughs> uh, so now we go to the Assyrian laws then. The Assyrian laws uh, were compiled in 1075 BC, so right before we started our show in 1000 BC. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the Code Asura, a compilation of laws governing the Assyrian people. Um, Women who were deemed honorable needed to wear a whale in public. So this uh, tradition of the whale. Uh, is that the right pronunciation? My uh, Swedish oh. uh, well, whale. Well, we, we say veil with the v. Whale. 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 Yeah. More, okay. or, more B. Yeah. All right. Uh, that clearly didn't include prostitutes and servants. So... Uh, if you were a prostitute or servant and you would uh, go out into public with a bail, yeah, that's, cool. that's good. <laughs> you would have your clothes removed, receive 50 blows, wow. and then you would have hot asphalt poured over your head. That uh, is awful. This law uh, also includes stuff that is permitted, so stuff you don't get punished for. And if you're married, you are allowed to hit or pierce your wife. I'm not sure what that means, but it doesn't sound good. Mm -mm. If you interfere with your neighbor's crops. So, well, the neighbor has a great harvest this year. I better go interfere with it. <laughs> then, then you are rewarded with 100 blows. Uh, you lose a finger. And then you have to do one month of what the Assyrians had as community service. Okay. If you were uh, a homosexual, if you had sex with another man, you would be castrated. Wow. Uh, if you were uh, involved with a married women, woman, 
Uh-huh. That the married woman started this. Uh, you are free to go. <laughs> but the woman's husband can uh, give the wife any punishment he likes. And mm. here we have one interesting thing. This is the Assyrian rape law. Hmm. Let's see what it says. If the wife of a man be walking on the highway and a man sees her, say to her, I will surely have intercourse with you. If she be not willing and defend herself and he sees her by force and rape her, whether they catch him upon the wife of a man or whether at the word of the woman he has raped, the elders shall prosecute him. They shall put him to death. There is no punishment for the woman. So that was uh, pretty civil compared to some laws of today. Yeah, where... no, no kidding. So the woman is not punished. What, what I think is a bit comedic here is the, uh, <laughs> the phrase, when you're about to rape someone, you say, I will surely have intercourse with you. <laughs> so what? <laughs> Get out of here. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, we move over to abortion. This is not taken lightly by the Assyrians. No. Because they need more Assyrians. They do. All right, it says, If a woman of her own accord drop that which is in her, they shall prosecute her. They shall convict her, and they shall crucify her. They shall not bury her. If she die from dropping that which is in her, they shall crucify her. They shall not bury her. That, that's pretty harsh. If you die from childbirth, <laughs> then... Then you are crucified. <laughs> yeah, and not buried. That's insane. So, yeah, it must be pretty hard for the husband. Like, you lose your wife in childbirth, and then these guys show up and crucify her outside your house. Hey, there's got to be some interpretation 
That's a bad day, right? Wow. Ugh. Well, uh, I uh, am glad for modern law. <laughs> yeah, we have talked about that before the show. This um, Surely many people didn't take uh, cases before the courts. Right. You would because have to... of these punishments. Exactly. It seemed just as likely that you could become a victim of, you know, of the law just as much as the person who actually committed the crime. So I assume a lot of this was handled um, person to person and not involve the courts unless it had to. I'm sure, and I'm sure that's the justice system of all the uh, quote-unquote barbarians uh, of the world, like the Germans at this time or the Celts uh, who are not around yet, but... Uh, that people just sorted out their grievances by themselves. They took their vengeance. They yeah, went and got their pals and took their vengeance. Uh, the, the thing with an investigative government, that the government actually tries to look for crime and punish it, that doesn't happen until very late. It's sort of the 19th century AD. So even in the, I, I was looking into some stuff from the 16th century AD, and that was very much the case that people just took care of the justice themselves. But now let's move to China. There is a law code in Zhou China. It's called the Kang Bao. It was compiled by King Wu, which is a very interesting character who existed right before we started the show in 1000 BC. Okay. So I hope I get to cover him at some later date. Because he is, uh, he's the founder of the Zhou dynasty. And this law is written as the instructions sent to younger prince for the government of a fief. And this is supposed to be preserved, but I can't find a copy of it. So if anybody can help me find the copy of the Kang Bao, I'm very interested in that. But I've looked and I haven't found it. Hmm. So let's <clears throat> let's move to Egypt. All right. Egypt. Uh, yeah, most of this, what we know about Egyptian law, or some of it at least, comes from the Greeks. Uh, so, and the Greeks talk about uh, eight books of legal code and six or eight great lawgivers of Egypt, but we only have fragments of the laws. But there is an interesting concept in Egyptian law called the ma'at, where everyone is equal before the law. So very different. So of course, oh, if you're wow. the pharaoh, you are not uh, a human, so you don't fall under the law. But if you're a nobleman, or, uh, or perhaps not even if you're a slave, but uh, there is a principality of equality. And the whole legal system is very lenient compared to what we have heard so far from Babylon or Assyria. And quite reasonable, actually. But there is one big catch. Mm -hmm. You are punished as a family in the Egyptian law. So if, you're, if a person living in your household does something, everybody is punished. So if your wow. son goes out and kills someone, well, you did it. <laughs> and your wife did it. So, um, better keep track of what your family's doing. You, you can't ignore what your children are doing. Wow. Ultimately responsible for this. Well, <laughs> at least they are more lenient. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, compared to the others, they are doves. <laughs> and uh, that's uh, that's what we could find pretty much. So this is a short episode, but I, I thought I would I wanted to mention this the legal system because uh, the laws of Hammurabi will be very influential and. It's hard to understand how different the ancient world is from our world. And when we get to, which I hope we will, it depends a bit on the Patreon, so please support us. If you get to the 7th century BC, we will do a series of episodes on life in the Neo-Assyrian Empire. Because it is only in the 7th century BC that the sources, we get a lot of private letters, we get a lot of details about what it's like to live in the Assyrian Empire. And we don't know, we can only sort of take those things and extrapolate them on the 9th century BC, but we don't really know what it's like to live in Assyria in the 9th century BC, but we know about the 7th century BC. Right. So I want to do a series of stuff on the sort of life of women, life of common people, what it's like to be a slave in Assyria, and stuff like that. Right. And one of the things, you know, we, we look at this and we can you know, put our noses in the air and go, oh, that is so barbaric. But we have, I mean, we're talking thousands of years of advancement um, socially to get to where we are, that even considering what is happening then, like you, you can't look at it with our sense of you know, ethics and morality because, you know, it's, it, it's, it's from such a different place. Yes. You know, you, you look at these, all these punishments for death. Well, yeah, that, that, that seems harsh by our standards. But back then when, you know, people, you know, died all the time all around you, death was, you know, seemed way more common. You don't hear about, I didn't, uh, since we've been doing this, you don't hear too much about a lot of old people no. in, in these times. So you know death was super common and just how you think about your daily interactions like we don't like i go, I go to the store you know i don't i don't think hey while i'm in the store someone could pull out a sword and kill me i mean but it could very well happen you go to the market in these times and you, you insult somebody accidentally Oop, stabby stabby yep. it's just that's the kind of thing that can happen. And uh, Dan and I were talking earlier about some things. And um, with all the lack of communication, you know, there's no post office. There's no, there's definitely no electronic communication. People would leave to go to another town to live and you would literally never hear from them again. But that was common. You accepted that. Yep. So if they died, you don't know. <laughs> you know, so people... People left other people's lives all the time. Speaking about that, in 722 BC, the Assyrians will invent the post office. Oh, well, hey. we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> awesome. Uh, consider also the improvement of Hammurabi's laws, because Mesopotamian civilization at the time of Hammurabi is over 3,000 years old. Mm -hmm. So there has been 3,000 years of civilization where th there were no laws. That laws were improvised on the spot. Wow. So that the fact that there's actually a law that applies to you can like look up the law and it, it, it there is a lot of justice in that system compared to 
<laughs> no law at all. Right. And, and, and that's another thing. Imagine that. You come from far away and you move here and they say, oh, you can't do that. What do you mean I can't do that? That doesn't make any sense. Who says I can't do that? Oh, the law. Everyone's agreed to it. You know, this the concept of a rule in which we all agree. Yes. So is, you were subject to the will of the ruler very much before that. So the one who ruled in the cases were like making shit up every time. Right. There's just, you know, uh, I guess you owe him 10 cows next, you know, or something. And next but, week you could, it could be five cows if right. you had a good day. Exactly. Hmm. That's uh, talking about the uh, now we are just getting off track here, but okay. talking about the uh, longevity of people. Yes, um, the ancient, the people of the ancient world, they could get as old as we could if they were really lucky. So you'll see that immediately in the Roman Empire or in the Roman Republic, when when they suddenly have access to clean water mm -hmm. and this culture of cleanliness, and if you're a rich uh, Roman person. There, there are people becoming a hundred years old, but they are not common, and you really have to be rich and have a good life to oh, sure to be able to do that. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess in our next episode, we're going to discuss the events in Tyre and look at the foundation of the city of Carthage. Yes, Pygmalion and Dido. Oh, here we go. Now, everybody, please, we have Facebook dot com slash fan of history twitter is at the fan of history also don't forget about the patreon slash fan of history please go to the youtube there you can subscribe and like and we would really appreciate it if you could share it with your friends also give us a review on itunes because we really appreciate you listening we get these little reports that show that we have new listeners all the time and that's just exciting but we'd like to hear from you um if you could give us a review, that would be wonderful. So, for this week, I am Brennan. I'm Dan. And this has been The Fan of History. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash fanofhistory. Just a dollar an episode would help us out. Thanks, and see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.